0: You're listening to The Truthcast, offering biblical perspective in today's culture with your hosts, Nick Thomas and Adam Hayden. All right, welcome to The Truthcast. Uh, I'm Adam Hayden, and I'm here with Nick Thomas. And uh, thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, Romans 12. Mostly one and two, but we'll have some other points thrown in here. Um, But I just wanted to talk about us being a living sacrifice. Um, Nick, why don't you share with us about, you know, the reason we're starting this podcast and uh, what's going on here today and everything, I I All can right. do that. Cool. Let me pull
1: this away just a little bit because it's actually a lot stronger than I thought it was. Gonna be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that you know that intro reminds me kind of, or this kind of reminds me of a podcast that they do on YouTube. It's called the Flycast, and it's a couple of gaming guys that are part of a group called Optic, and mm. They kind of that—that's when you had mentioned the name of the the name Truth Cast. I was like, okay. "That's kind of what it reminds me of is uh the Fly Cast." But you know, uh, I got you. Whatever. Yeah, it's uh, they talk about random stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, but uh, so this idea, I I honestly can't take all the credit for it. Uh, there was, there's about four people that I can think of off the top of my head that, so. Let me backtrack to, what was it? The, oh, it was last year, last summer I was talking about. It, oh, it was uh, GIC.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: On one of the GIC nights that we had. You want to say what GIC is for our
0: non-DBC people?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Global Impact Celebration. Yeah. Basically, we're celebrating missionaries around the world. Specifically, ones that we have sent out into the field.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just our fancy name for a regular missions conference. Um, but yeah, we didn't want to call it just a conference. You know, it's a it's a global impact celebration. We got to be fancy with everything. Right.
1: Ba- basically, <laughs> yeah. uh, Decatur Baptist Christmas and summer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so one of those, and so it's like a week long thing. Or it's, uh, it goes through like Wednesday through that next following Sunday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so where that kind of comes from is I was sitting there. So me and a couple other people were sitting, were sitting around in the front of the church talking and I had been thinking about this for a while and I'm like, you know, would be really cool. is cause I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts, uh, and I was like, man, that'd be cool if we could start one of our own. Because I know a lot of these podcasts are being led by uh, older people, <laughs> older, yeah, older than us. Sure. But.
0: Yeah. Most of the ones that I listen to, the guys are at least in their forties. Right. If not.
1: And, and, and age really just does a number. But I, I, man. I felt the pricking on my heart for a long time. I was probably about a week leading up to this, uh, about starting a podcast. And I was like, you know, I don't I don't even know who or what or how. And I had three people come up in mind and that was you and two other people, uh my our friends Austin and Garrett. Yeah. And uh the person I actually first started talking to about it was uh Austin. And so I think I had bounced the idea off of him and he was like he was super excited, he wanted to get involved. And then so at first I was like, yeah, God is telling me to do this. Sure. And I, you know, the Bible talks about quenching the spirit. And I think I quenched the spirit on that for a long time. Mm. Cause I was like super, super on fire for it. And then I let a lot of other things, uh, I know COVID really hit hard here in our area. And so I think between that and, uh, just the stresses of trying to find, house and everything coming up through the following months
0: yeah pretty much like you were talking about the gsc and like when we had the gsc at the church we weren't very cautious about it because it like it was just kind of becoming a thing at that time and i think half the church probably got it then so yeah it it hit really hard right at that time so pretty much as soon as you got the idea to do it then it's just like everybody got COVID (laughs) and we all need to stay away from each other and um I know we tossed around the idea of doing it on Discord and whatever and doing it that way, but uh which would have worked out, but I kind of think it's better now that we're able to do it in person. Um, Right.
1: And, you know, it following suit, because I know like Austin isn't indicator anymore and Garrett Garrett doesn't huddle, you know, if he's not huddling up in his house being (laughs) a hermit, you know. Yeah. No, we, yeah we, we'll doing it in person is just, is just, is just as fine. Um, but I think there's the ability to do online as well.
0: Right. Yeah. And we may be able to get them in on it at some point too. Oh yeah. I mean, Uh. and this is a,
1: this is a good enough setup and we can, we'll, we'll figure out something. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, besides that, so I brought that up to him. Uh, we both got super, super excited about it and then COVID happened, life happened, and a list of other excuses that really inevitably I think it was God. I I have a firm belief that God will call you to do something, but sometimes he's not saying, Hey, get up and go do it right now, or it's going to go away. Sometimes I think he's calling you to prepare for it so that way he can eventually get you to do it.
0: Yeah. I, I can attest to that personally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, for those who don't know, I just came back from Zambia. Uh, I guess last month, um, and God really dealt with me. Uh, won't get into the whole thing right now, but about going into missions and uh, and uh, I I've been listening to the podcast uh, Missionary Roundtable, and I forget who it was. Now I would give them credit for it, but they said a call to missions is a call to preparation, and that's yep. that, that's exactly what this feels like. And and like, I would take it a step further and like, just to call it a ministry is a call to preparation. Yes. Um, and like, we have to prepare ourselves for anything. And um, that's kind of actually what this is sort of about in a way, you know, just making ourselves a living sacrifice and, you know, setting ourselves apart from the world <clears> and, um, <throat> uh, you know, just making ourselves available and willing to whatever God is calling us to do. And, um, and you know, we can, we can know what we're supposed to do and like his specific plan for us. Um, and we know that it's coming in the future, but it doesn't mean it has to be in that moment. And um, uh, sometimes it is. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. We just need to make sure we're preparing for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good.
1: And uh, yeah, so that's <clears throat> I mean, that pretty much summarizes that that summarizes that point. I can tell it was a call for preparation before actually acting within the ministry within this particular ministry uh because again it, it it sort of dissipated now granted a lot of it i think also has to do with the fact that i i became very complacent with it uh kind of like what adam was saying is that you it, it was kind of like uh you hear the calling but you keep you know like yeah maybe yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It sounds very cliche, but it, you you don't realize until it happens to you that you are going to do that sure. at some point. Not, I can't think of hardly any testimony about a ministry where somebody doesn't have a story about how they were like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, or just completely blow it off, which is kind of the extremity I took it to. As I just, I eventually, well, for one, I forgot about it. And then, uh, I think what recently for me, it kept coming up in blurbs. Like, I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And finally, you approached me about it and you're like, Hey, so yeah, about that podcast. <laughs> it's like, Wait a minute, what?
0: Yeah, I was uh, like, I was telling you, uh, in the uh, before we hit record on yeah. here, um, that you know, it's it, it like each month it kept popping up. Like since you approached me about it, I kept remembering it and I couldn't let it go. And I think it like, you know, it was more the Holy spirit was just reminding me I and mean, it was using me to push you to do it. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, and
2: it, it that's exact.
0: Um, that's
1: exactly.
2: what.
0: Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, I already had all this equipment because I, I try to record music even though. Yeah. That's a whole another thing, but um <laughs> I was going to, yeah but so yeah i think he we needed to work together to do it basically is what i'm getting at and god was pushing that partnership and pushing me to push you and iron sharpening iron and all that kind of stuff Um, no yeah i mean and
1: (laughs) then later whenever we do get to that kind of a point in romans 12 is it it really does talking about you know we all all parts of the body of christ function yeah sure and uh i think that's actually really good Segue into Romans 12. Yeah. But um, one quick thing about ministry as a whole is I was actually talking to a friend of ours, Trent, mm. uh, yesterday. And so I currently teach, I currently help coach in, or helped coach in a, uh, in one of our ministries called Center Shop. Which is archery,
2: basically. Yeah.
1: And there's probably a much cleaner way I could have said that, but my brain just checked out. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, CenterShot the ministry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so said it. <laughs> so. it. But
1: it's a it's an organization called CenterShot, and they're uh, they're in
0: associate they're in association with another company
1: called or with another company called NASP. But CenterShot is basically focused on using archery to teach others about Christ to reach other areas especially in terms of like schools and whatnot so typically high school and younger but it's also i mean it's also used to reach uh police minister police and stuff like that
0: sure yeah um i know uh larry and bill were talking about it at, um at the one accord meeting uh thursday night and uh, uh they center shot just had a big, uh, I guess a big booth or whatever set up at, um, a music festival in Nashville, some kind of Christian music festival. And, uh, um, so there was like hundreds of people that got to come through and, um, um, uh, using the lifeboat with the different colors to represent, uh, salvation. And, um uh, you know, they were, they were mentioning like, yeah, it's a Christian concert. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not lost people there. And, um, you know the reality. The reality is that there's lost people in our churches too. So like, yeah, and especially at Christian concerts because like it's just music. You know, everybody loves music. It doesn't really matter what it is. You know, right? Then you can, yeah. But anyways, that's that's another another thing. The the point was that you know that they they're making a huge impact and they're getting like a lot of opportunities. And it's, okay. it's a really good thing.
1: Yeah, God. God is really going
0: to bless that. And uh it's very unique. And I I think that's like I never would have. I don't know. I never would have thought like, Hey, archery is a great way to uh, reach people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh,
1: I know that. So I was, so I was, I was helping coach uh, center shot and our friend Trent is very involved in that too. And actually what right. he, he just got back from Zambia as well. Right. Uh, Shout out to Trent. Yeah. So woo, we got to bring him on here some point yeah that'd and I'd be, be cool. oh man that'd be so fun because yeah. he's oh man his testimony from that too is yeah is
0: insane yeah he got to he got to spend spend the the whole two months there I'm a little jealous he, yeah he went on an internship over there <laughs> um,
1: you, never, you never know you might go back
0: oh they'll definitely be going back yeah.
1: but, <laughs> but anyways but uh so anyway he so he uh he and I we got to talking about ministries because I know for myself, especially these last couple of months, I've been struggling to kind of think of like, okay, what, what do I need to be involved in? Where is God calling me at this moment? And I think a lot of times we tend to forget that sometimes when God calls us to a ministry, it's only for a season. Oh yeah. And center shot for me was a season uh originally joining it it wasn't for because god was calling me to it it <laughs> well, was yeah, because I why. <laughs> uh, shut up but uh no but it, i was wanting to be with somebody and
0: a certain female
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways I, I wanted to be with my girlfriend and while there is nothing necessarily wrong with it cuz god used it oh yeah uh i, I think it was one of those he was calling me, but I wasn't hearing him. So he just kind of guided me (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I learned a lot from this. I learned how to step up into a ministry. i learned how to
0: uh,
1: share the gospel a lot better. And it, and it taught me a lot about sharing with others. And if nothing more, I learned how to shoot a bow and arrow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And it strengthened my relationship with Katie. So it, uh, there was a lot of pluses that came from it. But I could I could see where the season started to end because I started losing I, I started losing the heart for it. Sure. Yeah. And I could see where I was wanting to spend less time for it. Uh now that's more on me and not I don't think that's necessarily God, but I could tell where it was I was being pulled away from it and being pushed and pulled towards other things. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know that I discovered a new ministry from that. And that was kind of what, uh, that's kind of what Trent and I were talking about was I have other areas that I, so being involved with that and learning to step up, Mm -hmm. I started, you know, being around Katie and Garrett and Trent, all them. I started to become a lot more involved with, uh, College and Career, which is another group that we it's one of our uh Sunday class yeah. groups. And uh and it was like in that, so I'm becoming more involved in that and becoming more involved in a worship night that we have for college and career. And uh I gotta quit saying uh all the time. <laughs> so, gonna, anyways, so it got me it, it kind of just got me more involved in doing that and kind of talking to him about the ministries. And I started thinking about, them, like, you know, I'm involved in this ministry, this ministry, this ministry, this ministry. Technically your job is a ministry. Technically sure. your relationship, whether it be girlfriend, fiance or wife, or whomever, they're a ministry right, or a potential ministry, you know, that, that's somebody you are planning on. If you're not already investing a lot of your time. with. Yeah. And, you know, talking to him about, it, I was like, you know, in a way, <clears throat> the more and more time that I spend with Katie, the more and more that she's becoming a ministry of myself or that in that. And so, yeah, I was like, so I have a lot of things going on. And so I was like, you know, I, I could see where this slingshot slingshotted me confidence wise and usability wise through God to do other things. Yeah. And so I think because of that, is another reason why I think that this is a perfect time to be doing something like this because now I have a little more tools under my belt to be able to actually give a clear message
0: for that. Yeah. I guess that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. There's the, uh, there's always different seasons for different things. And um, like I'm I'm having to step out of the student small group to go and join the, uh, young married couples group uh, Ooh, fun very soon. And uh, and it, it can be like a bittersweet experience, but you know, God's always got, uh, got us on the other side and uh, it'd be good. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for it, even though I'm going to miss the guys and everything. It's, it's yeah. It'll be good. And they're still around. I can still invest in them. So it's not right. like, I'm not losing out on anything really. No, you can always drop by. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, with that, I guess we'll just uh, hop into this, and um, I'm going to just start and read the first two verses, um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be kind of breaking down these verses a little bit, and I'll talk some more about that after I read it, but uh, anyway, so uh, starting in Romans 12, verses 1, um, says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, if you've been in church for any amount of time, especially in Baptist churches, you've definitely heard this preached um, at the level of frequency, maybe different, but you probably have heard this preached at least once or twice in your life, I'm sure. Um, but we just At kinda, least once or twice a month. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of this these uh two verses for me really encompasses is that the right word to say that encompasses encompasses that's same you. same word tomato tomato <laughs> yeah they they get the they get the point anyway so it, it encompasses a lot of areas in the christian uh, faith and um, i think these verses get quoted but not really explained sometimes and um, even just as i was going through it there were some things that i didn't fully latch onto until i broke it down so um a lot of this is going to be me defining some words and then doing some cross references, and uh, Nick can jump in as he sees fit. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, but any of the, just to go ahead and give it credit, any of the definitions are either probably from Strong's or from, I think it's the 1828 dictionary. I think that's what the numbers are. I always, I think I'm a little yeah. dyslexic. Yeah. I can't remember numbers. I was about stuff. to
1: say, you're a little yeah. bit better than me. Most of my, any <laughs> definitions that I got from Google. Yeah. Well,
0: um, yeah, I, I, I've been trying to use that other dictionary because it's like it's more closer to the the words that like the meaning from the Bible, and he'll like sometimes even use Bible references in his yeah. definitions. But, anyways, um, so with that, um, the first word we come to after I is <laughs> beseech, um, and that is not a word we use at all anymore. Um, so if I come up to you and I told you that I beseeched you you probably might not know what I'm telling you. Um, You
1: speak in El Espanol.
0: Yeah. Or something. (laughs) But um, when I looked it up, you know, it's, uh, it was saying it's like to call near or invite, you know, invoke something um, like a call to an action. Um, And it's the, the Greek word, not to get too theological, but the Greek word even is the same as uh, exhort. And um, the only reason I know that is from strong. So I'm not, I've studied any of that. Right. Um, I, I, I'll say this.
1: The Google uh, definition of that is to uh, ask urgently to do something.
0: Yeah, and that's that's exactly so, what urge was. was, mm. Or not, sorry. That's exactly what exhort was. It right. was uh, urge to do something. Mm. And, um, so, yeah, asking. How'd you, how, how was that worded again? says, oh, to urgently ask. Urgently ask, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you know, Paul is. Urgently. Paul is urgently asking us. He's inviting us in. He's he's trying to get us to rise to an action at the beginning of this verse. You know, he's like, uh, he's 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 coming to us and he's like, hey, I'm about to encourage you to do something. Um, yeah, go ahead.
1: So, <clears throat> and if you get past that comma, he says, he says, by the mercies of God. I almost want to read that. He's basically saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God yeah, <laughs> that you ye present yourself as a holy and acceptable or a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable
2: unto
0: God. Yeah. So. I definitely think that is one way to take that for sure. I could hear him saying it that way. Um, um, yeah. So, you know, um, so Romans, you know, Romans is all about the gospel and uh, you know, when, when you're learning to share the gospel, you know, or taking somebody through the gospel, uh, you know, we have the term the Romans Road because mm-hmm. you can just go through uh different chap- verses in Romans and lead somebody to Christ and lead somebody to salvation that way. Um so he's been he's discussing salvation repeatedly throughout the book. And um you know you got Romans three twenty three, six twenty three, uh five eight, and then ten nine and ten and also ten thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um but then you know Romans eleven uh, right after 10, uh, he starts talking to the Jews. Um, and he's, he goes into this whole thing with them not to get too into all of that, but he starts talking to like how talking to them about how, you know, like God has not forsaken them, but he, instead he's grafting in the Gentiles into the, the people of God now. Um, so, you know, that's good news for all of us who aren't Jews. Now we can be in the family of God. Um, which is which is great um so anyways saying all that because there's a therefore and you know you gotta look back to why he's saying therefore um so he's calling us to an action because of the um the salvation that we have received because of the gift of god um and so um and yeah so i kind of took that a different way um, the mercies of God. I, d- I do like the way you were saying it for sure. Right. Um, but like in light of, you know, he's he just talked to grafting them into to the the kingdom and into the people of God, and he's saying, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God." You know, the when I think about that, it's just like you know the mercy that we've received at salvation. Right. Um, right. Um, I think I got too hung up on trying to see it the first way that. that well, I think he. <that point. laughs> He may actually be saying that because I know Paul, uh, well, he's not talking to Corinthians right now, so it <laughs> might not be for the church in Corinth right now. Right. Because um, that, that verse does get very heated, or that those ch- books get kind of little heated towards the Corinthians. Right. <laughs> At least it can be read that way. Um, but anyway, so he's calling us to that action because of the salvation we've received, and that salvation we've received by the mercy of God to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And, you know, he, he says, brethren, Um, so that indicates people that are saved that have accepted the gift of God, accepted Mm -hmm. Christ. Um, and I find it interesting that it doesn't like talk about specific people. He's, he's not asked, you know, like when he writes to Timothy, he says, he talks about the office of a Bishop and y'all talks about the pastor and, uh, the qualifications for a Bishop and, and arguably, yeah, those should be in our lives as well. But, in this part, he's specifically just talking to brethren. So that's right. that's any of us, any of us who have accepted Christ, should be offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, or presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice.
1: Right. Which in in Romans twelve is kind of the theme of it. Yeah. Is he's not? He kind of starts, and you know, we're, I know we're focusing on one and two, but I'm just saying that it's kind of like a breakdown. If you if whoever's listening, to this is reading on further, is uh, he kind of directs. It's kind of like almost like a uh, he he's speaking to like the saints, and then he kind of move start he starts moving towards the saints and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, kind of
0: through it's it. it's all written to believers in Romans, the right. the Roman believers. And, um, so yeah,
1: right, and I mean, you, and you can't miss the part at the very end where he's no longer talking to, not talking up uh, he, he's talking to the saints but not about other saints. Mm. He's talking to the saints about the enemy, their enemies or people who do them wrong, basically sinners and whatnot. And I I like that transition because it, it it really shows that God looks at everybody equally. Mm. It just so happens that the only difference that we really have is that we are saved and they're not.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, Romans talks, I believe it's Romans. I could be wrong, but he talks about you know, there's no difference between Jew and Greek, or yep, and uh, you know, God's not willing that any should be should perish, which I think might be in Peter. Yeah, uh, I really need to do better at memorizing scripture. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> That's something I learned in Zambia. You don't when you don't have internet and you can't Google verses and like, like passages. <laughs> it's like, oh, what I know the Bible says that somewhere. <laughs> I know,
1: I know in Psalms it talks about hiding God's word within your heart. Ah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: I don't I think even that's know. it's one nineteen eleven. But uh, uh, oh, yeah. so you do remember I've, something. I've been working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I was anyway. saying, uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was about saying, whenever you get through with, uh,
0: whenever you get through with that, I got some cross references
1: to. I think kind of focusing on a different part of that, but you know, go ahead.
0: Okay. Well, I'm about to go into the living sacrifice part yeah. and talk about what that means. If you have some cross references before that. Um, that you want to share? That's that's totally fine. Or do you want me to go ahead and I'll go ahead? Okay. Yeah. So, um. Right. So, like, like, like we just said, you know, if if we're saved, this is a, this is written to you. This is about you. You know, we are still Paul's brethren. Yep. Um. And we should be presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. <clears throat> so, what is a living sacrifice? You know, what does that actually mean? You know, one that's not dead. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Um and uh, unless we're saved, you know, we're we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Mm-hmm. So that that even goes along with we're we're brethren. Right. <laughs> so.
1: Well, in verse two, because it talks about the renewing of your mind. Sure. So sure. yeah, that it, it does actually yeah. actually that's actually a good segue. Is you know present yourself as a living sacrifice, and then he kind of in the next verse is like, so here's what I mean. Yeah, he's okay. like, so, so so you're not being like, well, wait, so so you're not like Nicodemus coming to Christ. Me like. What do you mean, be born again? I can't go back in my mother's womb. No, no, no. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a living sacrifice, meaning being brought to life through the blood of Christ. Sure. So,
0: yeah, very much so. Um, Yeah. And the first thing that I thought about when I was uh, reading through these verses in preparation was, you know, a living sacrifice. uh, The best way that, you know, I can explain that, I'm actually going to flip over to this passage because I actually just wrote down like one sentence from it. But, um you know galatians 220 um and it says i'm crucified with christ mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm dead with christ you know you, you die when you get crucified nevertheless i live but yet not i it but christ live within me so it's i'm crucified with christ i died with christ but i'm still alive but it's not me it's christ living in me mm-hmm. um and the life which i now live i live in flesh oh sorry let me read it again in the life which i now <laughs> live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me All right um so you know we're we're still so we're alive uh and christ is living through us but you know we're we're um
1: hey i actually <laughs> i might have something i can add to okay, that that help
0: uh help out a little
1: bit so you know it talks about how you know i'm gonna read this and I'll clarify what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty talks about what? Know ye you, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Mm, yeah. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are yeah. God's.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, uh, that because you because you had read that, and you read Galatians, I was like, wait a minute, I know something that kind of goes hand in hand <laughs> with that. Yeah, that's great. Um, <clears throat> and so, when I read A Living Sacrifice, and then of course, again, you read in verse 2 where it talks about, you know, be not conformed to the world. Mm-hmm. So, in our men's conference, I think it's actually happening next weekend, mm-hmm. uh, they call it... Right. Was it the the uh, Forge conference? Forge, yes. Yes. So, the last time, so the last time that we had it uh, before he passed away earlier this year, I think yeah. Mark Trotter, he had a term which was uh, "Cleave" <clears throat> or is it "Separate from the world and be separated unto God." Yes. Yeah. And this that First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty, I think, really encompasses that and so does romans 12 1 and 2 yeah because romans 2 is you know as it talks about being not conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove to be what that prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god right and first corinthians 6 19 and 20 talks about how you are not your own you are
0: gods Mm. yeah
1: so really putting the definition of you are no, you no longer belong to the world. Right. You belong to God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the, the old man is dead. We've been crucified with Christ and, uh, God has made all things new and he's, he's bought us with a price and, and the, the flesh that we live in now, we should still, well, we should not still, but we should start to present it as a living sacrifice. We should start treating it as the temple of God and, and thus, you know, um, you know, allowing it to be holy and acceptable. Um, right and we and it's our it's our reasonable service and uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit uh but there was one other passage that i wanted to share before moving on to um the the holy unacceptable um but um luke 9 and in verse 23 uh we we while we were in africa uh larry way and some of the guys they were able to um share this passage and um kind of present it in a way uh what we would call the uh the cost of discipleship or what it costs us to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Um and and um anyways so just let me read this verse and then it'll make sense but uh it says um and he said to them all if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Mm-hmm. And uh to kind <clears> of <throat> still what Larry had shared with me while we we're over there, um, which is really cool. Cause I never really thought about it this way. And it's, it's kind of obvious sort of, but until you like really think about it, it's like, Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, but um, you know, he came up to me one day and he's like, you know, how many times, you know, well, first of all, you know, like the disciples, he's Jesus is talking to his disciples mm-hmm. and like the disciples would be familiar with the cross. Right. Yeah they would have seen um, crucifixions probably pretty frequently um, being under the Roman occupation at the time. Um, but how many times would you take up your cross? It's, it's going to be a one-time thing because, you know, a cross for them is, is a symbol of death. It's a it's a symbol of punishment or, or torture. You know, it's a, uh, you, you, you were going to go to the cross to be executed. That was, that was your final, your final day, you know, um, or however long it took you to suffocate there, you know? Right. Um, But basically, but the point was, you know, you're only going to take up that cross one time usually, but he's saying to them, take up your cross daily and follow me. Um, And so, and you know, even Paul talks about, you know, like I die daily, you know, it's, it's, it's the idea of we got to wake up each morning and be like, God, I'm taking up my cross and I'm, and I'm following you. Right. And and that kind of when you put it that way and like kind of like really picture it that way kind of hits a little bit harder. It's like you start really remembering the days that you don't wake up thinking, "Okay, God, I'm taking up my cross to follow you." You start thinking about everything else that we got to think about. Yeah, um, uh, who's hitting me up on Facebook or Snapchat <laughs> or whatever you know? <laughs> yeah, I will say usually what Snapchat,
1: Facebook, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Messenger, <laughs> right? uh Text yeah. messages because you know there's people who want to text us in the morning for some reason too come on man let me yeah. sleep
0: oh uh, yeah like you know just bedwell he was sharing with the college group last week and you know he he mentioned he's like what's the first thing that you reach for in the morning when you wake up are you waking up reaching for your bible to you know, spend time with god or are you waking up and reaching for your phone to to check out you know who's blowing up your phone that day right and you know most of us are age or even older now, you know, we're pretty much all just waking up, grabbing our phones or turning the TV on or whatever it is that we're doing. And right. Uh, yeah. You know, technology is great, but also terrible at the same right. time. Uh, one point,
1: you know, no, no, continue. Cause I think, uh, I think once you hit the other part
0: of verse one is where I'll come in. Okay. So. Sure. Um, and I wrote one other thing down here. Um, Gosh. So basically, what we're doing here is, you know, we're um, yielding ourselves to God and and to His services uh, for His purpose. Um, and let me pull this one up real quick. Right. Okay. Uh, I forgot what this one had said, but so Romans six thirteen actually says, you know, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God. And it goes on to say some other stuff there, but, um, you know, we're supposed to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. We're supposed to, um, treat ourselves as the temple or realize that we are the temple of God and realize that we've been bought with that price and live in such a way that glorifies God in, in that body. And we're yielding our members unto God and not yielding our members as instruments of righteousness.
1: Right. Uh, you know that actually makes me think about i think oftentimes oh man there's there's oh there's a lot to unpack there yeah (laughs) um so that really starts to make me think about uh two things well let me let me say this and then i'll tackle the next part when we finally finish the rest of the verse like i said really uh a lot. So a lot of times, you know, that reminds me of the argument you always hear from people. It's like, "Oh, well, it's my body. I can do what I want."
0: Oh, sure, yeah.
1: And uh, as a Christian, you can't say that,
0: right? That's good. You
1: you reasonably can't say that. That's good because point. what, it, like we just read in First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty. Uh, hey, your body's not your own. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's God's. Yeah. Um, so y- you, so those people, it. Not to get political, and I won't I'll just say this quick thing, is you have these people who want to be these kind of like liberal Christians. Sure. It doesn't work. Yeah. Because you can't be pro choice and be Christian. It it doesn't work. You can't be uh gender fluid yeah. and you can't be that kind of person that's accepting of all genders. It doesn't work like that. Because, first of all, God only made two genders. Right. Second of all, it isn't your body. Uh, mm. One of uh, most import- one of the greatest teachers I've ever had in my life, Lee Carter, mm. who was kind of a disciple to both of us.
0: Sure. Yeah. One hundred percent.
1: He was very much an advocate of, no, you're not servant to you're not a slave to sin but you're a servant to christ mm. mm-hmm. you're still serving a
2: master right
0: yeah
1: you're not your own master it it doesn't work because we can't be our own masters because we
0: would fail oh yeah definitely we fail every time
1: um, so yeah it, it actually if you if you don't mind i'll let i wanted to bring the focus in on that last part which is your yeah, go ahead, right holy and acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service? Yeah. So I I feel like that breaks down another argument, which is, well, the very Calvinistic look, which is I can earn my way in
0: heaven. Uh-uh. Uh, no, you can't. <laughs> uh,
1: actually, Romans one twelve one says, no. The only reasonable service you can do, and the only reasonable thing you can give God is your life, in mm-hmm. your existence. Yeah uh so people who again go on saying oh i can earn my way or it's it, why can't you know, I, uh, i'm a good person well yeah you might be a good person other people but that's still
0: not enough to get you in heaven yeah there's there's none right. good. there's none that doeth good right and you know you know Ephesians 289 by grace we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves; it's the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Um, right. So, yeah, and I think I think you're right on. And not to say that you can't be saved and have those ideas, but you can't say that I'm following Christ and what He wants <laughs> from my life and and uh, submit to those ideas.
1: Right. But um, but the problem. Yeah, I totally get where you're right, from that for sure. Right, but yeah. the problem, and I'm probably coming across as a lot more radical. Then a lot of people would, but you have to understand it's a
0: it's a hard saying, but it's it's true. You're not wrong.
1: (laughs) But if you're conforming to the thoughts of, uh, yeah, uh, definitely not living Christ life, right? If if you're not if you're conforming to the thoughts of, oh well, my body is my own. Well, the trouble is, is that is that's a so conflicting. so many different scriptures and if you're treating god's word as the living word and as you know in the beginning was the word and the Word was god the word was with god Mm -hmm. you know john one one yeah we we now run into an issue because there's also another verse that talks about god is not the author of confusion well if you're conforming to those thoughts you're sowing seeds of confusion in yourself yeah because now, all of a sudden, if you're choosing to follow the thoughts of, oh, well, my works can get me into heaven or, oh, this can, this can. No, you're, because now you're choosing to replace scripture. Oh, yeah. And the Bible also talks about that you should not eat, neither add nor remove any words from yeah.
0: the canon of the Bible. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the big verses God spoke to me through while I was in Zambia you know, Romans ten one through three, um, mm-hmm. you know, the first verse he's just, Paul's just talking about how he has a desire to see the Jewish people come to Christ because, you know, that that's his people. Um, and then immediately after that, he starts talking about how they're trying to create their own righteousness instead of submitting unto God's righteousness. Um, and that's exactly what people do when we're, when we're trying to, you know, let works get us into heaven. Um, we're never going to be able to make our own righteousness. And, um, you know, we're not going to, I don't know. We're never going to do enough good. You know, we're, we're always going to fall short of the glory of God. Yep. And you know, Isaiah even says that all the righteousness that we can muster up is, uh, filthy rags. And, um, (laughs) and I didn't really plan on sharing this, but I guess since you brought it up, um, I was able to, you know, um, teach Sunday school and I actually taught it on that lesson mm-hmm. uh, one of the last days we were there and um, you know uh, it's uh, we were out actually visiting one day it wasn't actually during the Sunday school but I, I, I shared it both times um, Right. but the, the day that I was out visiting um, I was sick and uh, had been blowing my nose and keeping tissues in my pockets um, and um, so we uh, we pulled up we walked up to the village and said, pulled up, we weren't in the car, but <laughs> anyways walked up to the to the little village uh, family unit and um sat down and there's a whole story there, but uh, in the middle of it, i said uh you know I said, told them about you know all our righteousness is filthy rags and I pulled the tissue out of my pocket and I was like, This is like the righteousness that we have <laughs> it's just a snotty, dirty rag and um I've even heard somebody say that if you trace that back to like what he's actually talking about, I think it's like menstruation rags, which is even grosser. Um, (laughs) no offense, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, talking about holy and acceptable, um, and just even on that, that on that note of trying to create our righteousness and having to, (laughs) having to submit to God's righteousness, um, you know we can't be holy or acceptable to god on our own like we have to do that by accepting christ and um and you know paul's already under the assumption that he's talking to you know people that have accepted christ at this point um so that that we're we're able to submit to god and we we've already submitted unto his righteousness realizing that you know we're sinners and that we need a, a savior um, but then, you know, we had to continue in that process and that's, you know, what li- a living sacrifice is, is presenting ourselves each day, holy and acceptable unto God. Right. Um, cause as we are now, you know, or as we were before Christ, um, we would have just fallen short and we wouldn't have been holy or acceptable. Um, you know, it talks about being holy, being, you know, sacred, uh, being set apart for God, you know, pure, dedicated to God, um, you know, like the holy ground, that 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 Moses walked on. It was, um, it was dedicated to God and His purpose, and like the the Ark of the Covenant, was ho- holy. But then also us being holy and God being holy. He's he's whole. He's entire. He's perfect in a, in a moral sense. His his morals are perfect, and that's what he wants us to do. In you know Leviticus eleven forty five and First Peter one sixteen, he he says it in almost the same way, but a little bit different wording. But he says to be holy as he is holy. And that's what he's he's calling us to do um, in this passage, and and as we are submitting to Christ and submitting our presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice and uh, submitting ourselves holy, we then are being acceptable to God, right? And, um, and then you know it's it's our reasonable service, mm-hmm. and um, so just jumping right on to that next part, it's reasonable, um, so. As Christians after salvation, it's reasonable to give ourselves as a living sacrifice. Right? It's it's appropriate. It's suitable or it's practical because of what God has done for us. So, giving ourselves as a living sacrifice is literally the only appropriate response to our salvation. Right? And and I see people all the time that like they want to accept Christ and they recognize their their need for god in their life but they're they don't want to you know they don't want to surrender to god right they don't want god to they don't want to look to god to for direction or for guidance they think that they're they can figure it out on their own or whatever then god can just be there along with them to help them out but that's that's not really how it works yeah god is with us and god is going to help us out and god is going to you know be there with us but he's also directing us Yep, and he's also, you know, he's he's the his word is a light unto our path, but it's not like just any path that we choose. It's the light to the path that he's chosen for us, right? It's um, you know, as as Jesus says, it's the um, oh man, I just lost the phrasing, but oh, it's the it's the life, the more abundant life that he's yeah. offering to us. Um, and it's it's life in abundance, and then, right. and I can attest to the years of running from God that. But I was trying to find my own way and trying to make my own happiness, all I did was find depression and it, it sucked. And right. maybe someday on here, I we can talk about our testimonies or something, but um, cause that's a whole long story that we can't really get off Ooh, on. Right <laughs> wait, I think we both have some um, meat for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I said everything that I wanted to there. Um, do you have anything to add on that? Note? So it, and I could probably plug this story in to either
1: kind of anywhere at this point but I, I do want to I'm going to hammer in more but <laughs> no so I have a story about yesterday uh, after um, after talking with Trent over in center shot I ended up getting talking to somebody else about their call to ministry and it was less of them not knowing where God called them to, but less of being able to firmly say, "Yes, this is where I need
2: to be." Mm, I got you.
1: And how that, how I plug that in as the, you know, the the whole reasonable. So
0: just to, to clarify, you mean like they they kind of believed or thought that they needed to do something, but didn't have like
1: there there was there was
0: there wasn't a whole lot of
2: confidence okay
1: uh and I won't go into a whole bunch of details about it, but essentially the point that I was trying to make to them was if somebody questions you about where you need to be and who you are, then you should have the confidence in knowing hey. I'm God's and this is where he wants me to be. Mm. Um
0: Yeah, if if you are adamantly seeking what God wants for your life and you are trying to do your best to serve him, then yeah, that's for sure, right. like definitely. Uh there
1: there there is a confidence found in
2: Christ.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And so if you follow Romans one and two and first Corinthians uh, six, nineteen, and twenty, and uh, the areas you pose, because I have horrible memory. <laughs> I have five second memory. Then, if we fully submit ourselves to God and we quit getting in our own way, yeah, yeah, getting in God's way for what He wants to do, then we can have that confidence. And I, and I, that's a point I wanted to stress because I was like. You know, we talk about that's our reasonable service. Well, part of that reasonable service is understanding what we are serving. Oh yeah. What are what are we giving back? Because I can say all day that my body is God's, but what does that entail? Oh yeah. And uh I'm really bad about you know, I see something there and I'm I wanna break that down. Yeah. I wanna I wanna break that down. For. Right. I wanna break that down further than just, oh, your body's not your own. Well, let me clarify. Yeah. It, it's not your own because God has claimed it, but it's not just God's claiming it and you it, it's a it's a it's a cyclical thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You give your body to God and you give your you give your existence to God. Yeah. God blesses that. He blesses that obedience. It's like Pastor Joe was talking about Sunday morning. Yeah. There, There's a certain thing about obedience. You know, there's a difference between uh, what what was he saying? Is a difference between obedience and but basically like following and obedience. Okay. Um, I might be totally misquoting what he said, but at the end of the day, is unless we are obeying, it's all a moot point. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. And so you also have to separate what has God. called you to and what is he calling you to Mm. um i think a lot of times we also get too caught up in hey i've i got i was called to this thing now i need to do or uh i I was called to this thing but i'm not recognizing that the season for being called to its over, and so we continue Mm. down that path when god is clearly trying to call you over here but yeah we're so caught up in trying to be called to something rather than to actually listen hmm. for what we're being called to
0: yeah and a lot of times it's you know it's just allowing yourself to be available to be willing and um you know just being open to to what god you know to the to the, to the work that's available around you and the the areas that need to be fulfilled and um the needs that need to be met and uh yeah and we, we talked about the transitions and the seasons and stuff at the beginning and like even with my parents you know they're for those that don't know that the uh, my parents are uh missionaries to zambia africa right now and uh um um they they were uh well my they were the leaders of our deaf ministry at the church um mm-hmm. which uh shortly through them being a part of it a little bit before they got called to the field um you know the a lot of their um uh, a lot of their people i was like i'm trying to think a better word for for that but a lot of the people that were involved in the ministry that are coming faithfully to the to the ministry they ended up either uh moving away or or you know just not being involved anymore and um i think the phrase that they used is that the well was drying up um, right and uh and you know and then but god was using that to open up to open up the door for them to go to to zambia and um he's like allowed them to to see much fruit from that um uh, ministry and they've only been there a year now a little bit over a year but not not long over a year um but yeah um i think you're exactly right there um and uh on that note i guess we can jump into the second verse i don't know if we've hit it off and on here um, <clears throat> as we've been talking through the first one because it's kind of hard not to <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, uh we'll really jump into it now um so you know you know we've got to be going be transformed by the renewing of our minds and uh, you know jesus says that you know the old well not it says, I don't know who it is that says it. Actually, that old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Right. I think it might actually Paul, but well, it doesn't really matter. No, so, that was
1: that was Paul because that's in that's in Romans, ain't it?
0: I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I should know that. Uh, I, hey Siri, it might be Corinthians. I don't even know. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> my Siri is actually activating. Hold on. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> Government's watching us.
0: Uh, Big Brother. Yeah. Well they they could benefit from hearing this too.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> FBI agent
0: texts you hey,
1: that's but a yeah. good message,
0: bud. <laughs> Anyways, before before he talks about being transformed though, he tells us or even kinda you could say he warns us to not conform ourselves to to, to the world. Um I don't know what I was trying to say there. But yeah, he, he does he says, Don't conform yourself to the world. Um, which, you know, that's that's really easy to do like to conform yourself to the world it's it's super easy yeah. you just basically you don't try and then you're conformed to the world <laughs> it's right. how it goes like, <laughs> it's just our natural tendency by um, the way that verse you're looking for is second corinthians 5.7 see i thought it might be corinthians
1: i said jesus okay. at first and i was okay. like that wasn't jesus um, wait it, wait wait no no, no. Uh, well therefore if any man be in christ so he is in the first part of that
0: He's talking about him. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> I'll take no, it. it. It was, it was ball. Yeah. If it wasn't apparent that we're not professional or super Bible scholars or anything like that. No, <laughs> so we're just a couple, still couple, learning couple of dudes. Do so just a couple of dudes. We're, yeah. Just, we're just, learning. Just dudes. We're all dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh All right. So, um, Let's I'm looking at Second Timothy um chapter two uh one through four. Was that the stand that made that sound?
1: Yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> I, I saw where
0: one of the like little springs here was kind of coming loose. I'm like, don't put that thing I thought you switched a lamp on for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. All right. So Second Timothy two, uh verses one through four. Um he says, Thou therefore my son, uh be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus uh, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same shall the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Um, and, and so, you know, there is, he's, he's, he's addressing him as a believer in Christ. And he's mm-hmm. also talking about, uh, you know, sharing, uh, what His Paul care. has taught him to many witnesses. And, uh, Sharing to men that will be willing and able to share it to other faithful men, which is what we would refer to as discipleship now, and um, mm-hmm. which is all of our responsibilities. If you're looking at uh, the Great Commission um, and the fact that we're all ambassadors of Christ, um, and then verses three and four, this is really what I wanted to kind of focus on, or the reason I brought it up, I guess. Um, he says, "You know, thou therefore endure hardness." as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Um, no man that warreth entangled him entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So God is the one who has chosen us to be soldiers of Christ. Um, we, you know, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, flesh and blood. We're not fl- fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting suffering. Against, stuck attack. <laughs> right. Uh, but we're fighting against the uh, principalities and powers and, um, uh, you know satan's our true enemy and people say all the time you, the enemy doesn't have a face it's, it's it's satan yeah um and so we're in that we're in that war and we're supposed to you know fight the good fight and uh, if we want to be a good soldier then we don't need to entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life and that phrase to me you know just directly com- correlates like don't conform to the world don't entangle yourself in the world you know be in the world but not a part of the world you know um and and like i said at the beginning like it's it's so easy to just do that and right like that's why we have to wake up each day and choose to take that cross up and choose to die and choose to let christ live through us and not to live in the flesh but walk in the spirit and um, to be in the light as he is in the light and um all those other cross references that you could throw in there. Yeah. Um, uh, But yeah. So, you know, we're called to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. And in doing so, we can't get distracted by the comforts in life. You know, if, if a soldier went out to battle, and he just wanted to sit on the couch. I guess if they had couches on the army base all day and not go to war, you probably lose your war. Yeah, pretty (laughs) much do do very good. Um, And, So there was, there was a, I'll share a real quick story. Oh, while we were in, uh, Africa, actually going to steal something from Larry again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. This man will get his own material eventually. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you can tell we're not professionals. Yeah. uh, We don't have our own material. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, anyways. Oh yeah. So anyway, so we're, uh. We're doing a men's conference there, uh, for the guys in a village called Katanga and, uh, um, yeah, so, um, sorry. sorry, you're good. Uh, but so we're doing that men's conference and, and, um, Larry's teaching on the character qualities of, a of the man of God. And, um, uh, at one point the, the ladies come over and they're saying, Hey, we need help because they're going to move their kitchen, their cooking area to another place in the village, um, because it was better for whatever reason. Um, and so they came out and they were like, Hey, we need some help. And some of the other guys pointed out like three or four young guys and said, go help them. Um, and they left. And uh, Larry was talking about, you know, how we're ordained and we're selected and we're chosen for to be a part of God's ministry and to be part of the ministry of reconciliation. I'm not sure if he was talking about that, but that's the idea Um, and you know, he was just talking about how, like in that moment, you know, those guys, they were chosen, they were called out, they were selected to be a part of the work of helping move the kitchen and to set it up. Mm -hmm. And he talked about, you know, if, if they did a bad job helping out with the kitchen and helping set it up, then the ladies would suffer, uh, being able to cook. Mm -hmm. And if they weren't able to cook well, then the food that we were going to eat would be bad but if they did a good job, then we would have good food and we'd all be able to enjoy it. Right. And the point and the illustration there was that, you know, we all have a job to do as Christians and we all have the work of the Lord that we're supposed to be accomplishing. And, um, you know, we're supposed to be steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord, you know, because God's coming back soon. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, if we, if we don't do our job well, then the people around us will suffer. And, and, every time i think about that thought and every time i say it out loud it like it pricks my heart you know just like thinking about all the missed opportunities and um but it would be better not to think about your past and what you didn't do but rather to take that as an encouragement and look at what you can do now for Christ
1: one one thing i want to add yeah is actually wow a lot of a lot of yesterday's conversations really kind of played a part yeah. into this um, dude part of that confidence in knowing what you know is always be ready in season it helps to prepare you to be in season and out of season mm. uh, the other side of that is whoever you're talking to they don't know that you don't know so <laughs> it, so for instance if You're going up to somebody and they're like, well, if you're teaching somebody a wise man, I would trust a man who knows one kick a thousand times and versus somebody who has who knows a thousand kicks once because I'm going to tell you, knowing how the human brain works, unless you have photographic memory and you have amazing muscle memory you're probably going to forget those first 100 or so kicks.
0: Yeah, repetition is, is the best teacher for
1: sure. So apply that to scripture. I would rather somebody who knows three passages and knows them really well and can explain them. Like I would rather, I can I would trust somebody who knows Romans Road, like the back of their hand, than somebody who can tell me every verse in the New Testament about sanctification. Yeah. But can't explain to me what that means.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's one thing being able to to quote it, and it's another thing to be able to apply it and to explain right. it and to break it down and to make it practical.
1: Right. And 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 that is yeah. that was that was Lee Carter's biggest thing was application. Oh yeah. How? Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, James or was was it why? Was it how or why?
0: Did you,
1: uh, how? How? Yeah. And you'd be like, well because of how, yeah. how are you going to apply that to your life? Well, I'm going to no, know how, Yeah, because it's, it's one thing it, like how Psalms talks about, about hiding the word in your
0: heart. Yeah.
1: It's another thing about actually applying what's in your heart.
0: Right. And if you start thinking about like, how, how can I do this? How am I literally going to do what this is saying? It really does help understand what he's trying to tell you. Right. Cause it's like talking about hide the word of God in your heart. Okay. Yeah. I need to hide the word of God in your heart well, how are you going to do that? You're going to read the word of God, first of all, and then you're going to memorize the word of God. And then you're going to meditate on the word of God. And then you're going to obey the word of God. Right. It's, it, it's all about applying it to your life. It's not, it's not for head knowledge. It's, it's for application. Right. Um, that's a, that's very true. And, and it's not just, you know, not just something legal to say all the time, you know, even, even James, um, right. You know, you'd be doers of the word, not just hearers only. And, um, Uh, You know, uh, knowledge puffs us up, and it makes us prideful, (laughs) and pride brings us to a fall. So, right, uh, yeah. So you know, yeah. There's a lot I could go off of that, but uh, just continuing on with the the idea of um, of the battle and um, everything, I kind of thought about David uh, with the story with Bathsheba, and um, you know, you know, David. If you look back at that passage. It says it was um, you know, the time that the kings go to battle, um, whatever that actually means. I'm not really sure, like, historically-wise. I don't really know why they were doing that. But the point is that David was supposed to be at battle. He was supposed to be fighting with his people at the time. He was supposed to be engaged in the war. Um, but instead, he was choosing to stay behind, seeking to satisfy his personal fleshly desires. Um you know, and that just shows how serious and how easy it is to be entangled or to be conformed to the world. You know, because David, like we would all say David was a pretty good guy. And even God says he's a man after God's own heart. And um, he was chosen to be the king. And, you know, <laughs> he killed Goliath, and you know, just because he trusted in God to do help him do it. And right, even before that, he said that. You know, I killed a lion and a bear with my bare hands. I'm not afraid of you, giant. Like, what are you going (laughs) to do? That's it. And you got to think about a bear is already net,
1: like, what, 30 times stronger than a man?
0: Yeah. And he killed it with his bare hands, and the bear already has bare hands. I mean, oh, God. (laughs) Sorry.
1: He believes in his Second Amendment rights, he has the right to bear arms. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) How many people can we make cringe?
2: Oh yeah. Uh,
0: we probably could do some more actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. So um the, the next question would just be, you know when, let me talk in the mic when I say this. So the next question would just be, you know, how do we transform our minds? And um I kinda have like this process of uh uh Bible verses here, but if you got something you wanted to say before I could start reading verses, go no, ahead So
1: this is going to be an amazing
0: segue for my final thoughts. Okay, just cool. Then I'll just read through these. No, and- no. I'm just <laughs> I was like, okay, what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I'll, I'll checkmate. Just- <laughs> yeah, it's it's ten o'clock at night. Uh, we're getting a little goofy. Uh, anyways, so um, I got caffeine. Right. So back to what I was saying because my brain shut off. Um. So I'm just going to read through these verses and I'm not really going to, come on, try not to say too much about them because I know we're getting kind of close to time here. Um, yeah. Probably already a little bit over, but that's okay. Well, it's, it's totally fine. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I know at some point I got a redhead who's going to. Yeah, gonna well, like, we. Why aren't you talking to me? Yeah, this is the first uh, first episode and we had right. an introduction, so we it's, it's going to be a little bit longer than most of ours, at least probably. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll yeah. See. Uh, we do not know what tomorrow holds. No, you that's know. why today is the present. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So, anyways, how do we transform our minds? Um, starting in 2 Corinthians 10, I'm going to read 3 through 5. Um, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty uh, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And then this is the part that really wow <laughs> sorry my bad caffeine's catching up all right so and then verse five is the part that really um uh kind of gets into the topic of transforming your mind but he says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of god and bringing into captivity every thought to the obe- obedience of christ so you know every thought that we have we can control it we can bring it into captivity um, but when we bring that into captivity, we have to replace those thoughts. And this is, speaking of Lee Carter, this is his favorite two verses, Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Wait. Wh- tell me, what does that say? <laughs> so uh, so once we take our thoughts into captivity, we have to replace it. And let me uh, explain. So finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you.
1: I I do want to point out that verse nine is probably one of my favorites too. Because hmm. it really shows that cycle I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Where if you're if you give yourself and obey, you get something in return. God is never going to do something without returning it. Typically three, four, five, six, fold, yeah, eightfold, whatever. Keep going. God's not going to leave that without void. Yeah.
0: We've had a so, saying at the church for a or long time. It's not going to be without void. Yeah. Yeah. We've but anyways, we've had a saying at the church for a long time. That you can't out give God. Oh yeah. Um, he's, he's going to give you, Back more than you could ever give to him, and to, and literally he's already given us more than we can give him, so I mean but and uh he, yeah he'll definitely he'll definitely bless in our obedience, and you know the opposite is true of that too, not to get too off topic, but he he also can't bless our disobedience right, um, which is why we need to present ourselves holy <laughs> and the living sacrifice and because it of the, is our reasonable thirdly. yeah. And I, and I said that, but it's not just so that we can receive blessings. That's just a side right. benefit, a big benefit. But, yeah. right. but
1: anyways, I it, don't want to ultimately misconstrue that. Right. Ultimately, the, the point that we should stress on that is it's not about our blessing. It's about the blessing that comes to others through what
0: we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. Because ultimately, it's reaching others for the
0: kingdom of God. Yeah. And that's period. the other thing that they say all the time in the church is, uh God'll give more through you than he gives to you <laughs> right i
1: I can't tell you how many times uh you know and a lot of people I don't think catch this is one way i think one passion one way you can develop some passion for wanting to spread the gospel and renewing your mind and all these things is that at the end of the day you still receive something, even if it feels like you're doing nothing but giving you still receive something I've oh, yeah. heard so many pastors say how. They learn more through when they teach than when definitely. they learn, yeah, or than, than when they're being taught. Because ultimately, when you're teaching, that's God teaching through you. Uh-huh. Ultimately, God's going to teach you something, too, right? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, even like just doing discipleship lessons. Uh, I've been going through them with Eli, and uh, I sat down and started the lesson going, Okay, so this one's pretty straightforward. I probably don't have a whole lot to add. In- like as I was going through the points, I just been like, "Hey, think about that. Isn't that kind of cool?" And I was like, "Oh man, I never thought about it that way." Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, "Oh man," but um, but yeah, it's it's so true. And like speaking on that about like even with just with like missions too, it's just like you go to a place to minister to people, and it's really just like it's more almost like being ministered to, right? Like it's it's more of a blessing to you. Like yeah, you're definitely a blessing to those people, but uh. You know, it ends up being a big blessing to yourself, <laughs> and you don't even expect it, and you're not going expecting that, but yeah, it just happens. You know, God just rewards us in that way, and um, it's it's rewards that most of the world don't most of the world don't really understand. But Word. yeah, but anyways, continuing on, um, Colossians three: If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God set your affections on things above and not on things yeah. of the earth. Uh, for ye are dead and your life is hid within Christ. Um, and then um, what just happened? But yeah, so if we're we need to be setting our affections on Christ. What is that? Oh, I'm, say I my, dial up. I'm trying to read my <laughs> notes and I can't read my own writing. I didn't understand what I was trying to say. So oof so yeah i figured it out now but yeah so set your affections on the things above and not on things of the earth so you know we're taking our our bad thoughts into captivity we're placing them with the things that are mentioned in philippians 4 8 and then uh we're setting our affections on things above so our desires is uh you know on the things that are going to be eternal and not just temporal crap and um and then uh in the same chapter chapter 3 of colossians uh verses starting in verse ten. Um, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Uh, hey, this is that verse of someone earlier where there is neither uh, Greek nor Jew circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Um, yeah, okay. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do, um, and above all things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Um, then it goes on to talk about the peace of God, dwelling in your hearts and to let the word of God, well, richly in, you. um, and, you know, singing praise and hymns to God. Um, so, you know, that list there in the list that's in Philippians four, eight. And, um, the things that are eternal and that's the things that should be occupying our mind. And that's how we transform our mind. And we're allowing our mind to be the mind of Christ in us and not be full of evil and sin and wickedness as we are inclined and, um, uh, just, you know, apt to as men and sinners. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, all that goes back to being a living sacrifice and, um, if we do those things, you know, that's, that's how we remain in God's will. And that's how we can perform and achieve the, that, that perfect will that it talks about, you know, um, yeah. Anything to add on that? So I do want to,
1: I, I don't know. Yeah. So here's something I got and it's actually in Romans 12, uh, 12 12, I think. 12, 12. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, 12 12. I'm going to have to like start writing these writing this stuff out because writing down just the uh, verse is not helping me. Ah, yes. So rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant prayer. Hmm. Okay. So I, I do want to uh tie tie up I tie a string together here, so I know er- That's
0: a little bow on the end of it
1: right so I know uh I know earlier in scripture it talks about uh, let me see oh no later on, yeah, look at that in second Thessalonians it talks about praying without ceasing
2: mm, yeah
1: and so I was like, so when I read Romans twelve twelve I was like, wait hold on because I know a lot of times people when they hear praying without ceasing they're like uh, oh so I should always be in prayer it's like the idea is there I give you kudos for thinking that that, that that's totally possible for many men <clears throat> but it, the reality is that we don't always stay in prayer Oh yeah. but Romans 12 12 does a good job of kind of putting a an asterisk on that saying continuously uh, b- b- a- a- being instant to prayer mm, okay so you kind of see what I'm saying is that you're 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 continuously being ready to be able to pray okay. especially in tribulation um a lot of a lot of that area in Thessalonians also talks about uh no matter the timing yeah you should always be praying always giving thanks yeah and if you're instant in prayer then you're always gonna there's something about continuously being instant in prayer sure that sort of helps define this
0: praying without ceasing yeah if we yeah i mean that's that's a, a good point if we you know if we went throughout our days and we didn't pray and we didn't seek god's guidance or help with anything then we would just fall flat on our face and um I I was preparing some lessons to teach kids for mm-hmm. in case the opportunity arose while we were over there. And, um, I, you know, I talked about Daniel in the lion's den, And mm-hmm. that's something you're talking about praying without season. That's exactly what they may think of. You know, it says Daniel would pray three times, three times in every day. And he would, you know, get down on his knees and he'd open up the window and pray towards uh, Israel. And, um, um, you know he would do that every day like there was not a day that he didn't do that and you know then the, then the men that were you know kind of jealous against him because he got into high bits of power into the in the kingdom and uh he was ruler over them at that point um not ultimate ruler but he you know still pretty close um, right he was second in command basically and uh um so, they were trying to find fault against him and they couldn't. So, they were like, Well, we'll have to do, have to find something against him based off his God, his religion. And uh, they're like, Well, we'll make a decree that you can't ask any petitions or pray to anybody other than uh, than the king. And um, I think it was Darius. And um, they presented that to the king and he was like, Yeah, let's do it. And mm-hmm. they were like, Well, we'll do it. To the to the law of Babylon that uh once the king decrees it, it can't be changed for any man. And they're like, Yes, that's great. Let's go for it. And uh and then, you know, Daniel hears about it, and Daniel's like, Okay. And he doesn't stop. He just he didn't even like the thing to me is like he was praying with his windows open. And it's like, you could have closed your window and they kept doing it and they wouldn't have known. But no, he's just like, no, I'm not afraid. I'm gonna keep praying to my God with my windows open and I'm facing Jerusalem. Right. Because that's that's where the Ark of the Covenant was. I'm gonna do well it might have been in Babylon. But right. the point was that he was praying towards the temple and he was, you know, he, he, he could have hit and he could have hit and quit. But, you know, the the thing that's cool there is that, you know, it just shows that night. Like, Daniel knew prayer was important. Right. And it should be important for us too. And um, you know, ultimately God blesses that by <clears throat> Saving him from the pit of the lions. Right. You know, you talk about all the things about renewing your mind,
1: but how can you renew your mind if you're not talking to the person who Right. Exactly. That's, that's a great and, point. And especially, you know, it talks about being not conformed to the world. Mm. The world's going to come at you. Satan's going to come at oh, you. Yeah. And if you're not instant in prayer continuously,
0: yes, we're talking. About we're we're in a battle. If right. you if you want to try to live out Romans twelve one and two, and you think Satan's not going to try to stop you, then you're fooling yourself.
1: Right. And so that's why I I like that connection when you know it's talking about praying without ceasing, like Daniel. It, it it's not saying praying all day, but it's saying don't quit. Continuously pray. If you have those times to pray, don't stop doing that. Yeah. Uh create new times to prayer. Yeah. There, there's yeah. nothing either. wrong with that. But specifically not specifically, but especially also when you're in tribulation. Because when you are being tested, whether it be by God or by the world, whatever, you should be instant to prayer. You yeah. should be instant to rely on God. Sure. That's another uh segue you can take with that is that when it's saying be instant to prayer, uh it it's also meaning be instant to rely on God. Yeah. Be instant to start communicating with him yeah. because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who else you talk to. You can talk to a million therapists, you can talk to a million <laughs> wise
0: men. Sure,
1: not a single one of them is going to help you the way
0: God can help you,
1: right? Yeah, they because, can't,
0: they can't renew your mind, right?
1: They <laughs> they can't. All they can tell you, they can tell you what's wrong with your mind and they can probably tell you some band aids to put on it, yeah, but at the end, of, pills. right? But at the end of the day, if you put a band-aid on your arm your arm is still dying that's dying skin yeah but at some point renewing means to
0: bring back yeah
1: to to bring back to life yeah deeper
0: healing a deeper process and right you know I, I, i vaguely touched on earlier you know when i was trying to live for myself you know just the depression that allowed myself to get into and, um, <clears throat> actually Sunday, uh, you were talking about Joe's sermon and actually I'm going to have to go back and watch the live stream or the, the, the live recording of that, because uh, I was not paying attention. Slacker. <laughs> it wasn't because of that. It was because God was talking to me and like putting some stuff in my mind mm-hmm. and I, uh, I didn't, I didn't bring it with damage to bring it with me. Uh, but in my Bible case, there's a little notebook that I got and I just like started writing like thoughts and it started with, if I didn't run, if I didn't come back to God, where would I be right now? And it just like let myself rabbit trail through that thought process. And God was showing me a lot of stuff in that. And like, one of the things I wrote down, is like, I would probably be more depressed than I ever was thinking that that was the best that I could ever accomplish and that there was nothing greater that I could do that I had achieved what I could and that the that I that I had missed my chance for success and the problem for that or the main problem in that is you know I'm, my measure of success was Based off the world and based off going to college and making lots of money because uh, right. money buys happiness <laughs> uh, it doesn't um fun fact you can never set your standard as high as god's <laughs> right and 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 you know the other main problem with that was obviously you know I was trying to make myself happy on my own, but there's not real joy outside of the Lord and you hear people say that all the time but until you experience the other side of that and experience the drought of joy it's kind of hard to really believe it right <laughs> and, and I I bought into the lie that you know God was keeping me from something that I needed to go out and experience life and that I was missing out and you know maybe God's not who the Bible says he is and none of that's true you know god's word is true god's um god's word is alive and it's 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 his words it's inspired by god through men and it's been preserved throughout generations and um it's even preserved in heaven which is something i learned when i came back to uh the church which i feel like should have been told to me before then. yeah i mean <laughs> there's there's a it hmm. might have been i might have forgot i did forget a lot in the Six or so years that I was running.
1: um It's not about what you forget; it's about what you know now.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, and that's this nobody knows that you've. Uh, there's it. there's a verse that I've been meaning to to learn and remember, and it's in Philippians, and he talks about like not looking to the things behind, but pressing to- forward to the things that are ahead. And right. like it's like every time I've like read that since I found it, it's just like yeah, that's that's it. That's 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 my life fun, now. Fun fun fact about teaching
1: people. Is a lot of times when you're teaching somebody something, they only know what you're teaching them. They don't know what you forgot. <laughs> yes. True. They don't know that you never knew it.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Well, I mean, this is this has been good. I've I've enjoyed this. Um yeah. Um I would plug what we're gonna talk about next time, but I don't think we've fully decided on that. But um, oh, that was what I was going to say. I knew there was something I was missing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just wanted to kind of touch back on, you know, we're calling it the truth cast. Yep. And um, basically all that really means to me is, you know, we're going to be the, not just, you know, whoever's involved in the recording, it was, we're going to be talking about the truth. We're going to be talking right. about whatever passage of scripture, uh, that we're going through that day um what it really says how what it means what it how it applies to us and and not really in like a theological way but more trying to make it more personal more practical um we may talk about a little bit about like testimonies and personal things about how god has, uh uh, you know dealt with us and dealt in us and uh, worked through us and things like that
1: and Um, and i do want to clarify one thing
0: yeah is when
1: the vision of this was created, this isn't just, uh, hey, we're just going to always be picking a section of scripture and picking right. it apart. Sometimes it will be, we might say a few things about something we read, but then at the end of the, the heart of the episode is simply to talk about our uh, testimony. Sure. Or, you know, just what we've been it, learning it, from God, right? And yeah. one thing we can't do is we can't treat theology like it's a curse word. Oh yeah, because there's nothing wrong with becoming a little theological as so long as we understand the application of what we're reading. Yeah, and understanding that theology is mostly head
2: knowledge. Mm-hmm.
1: It's what what have we learned about God? Yeah, which we can get into more on like how we break down, what have we learned about God? What have we learned about man? Uh, that is, that's a process that I know was shown to us. It was like five columns, yeah, which we could talk about one day, but I want to clarify that this isn't going to be like, Hey, here is Romans 12, four and five. Here is, you know, first Thessalonians one, two and five. It, no, it's, going to be about whatever we are led. This is a Holy spirit led thing. Yeah. First and foremost.
0: Yeah. And I was just, I was actually just reading Romans 12 one day and, you know, I was, had been, you know, I talked about, you know, God wouldn't leave me, leave me alone about the podcast after Nick approached me about it. And then I read Romans twelve one and two. And it's just like, that would be a great thing to talk to people about. Like, right. why don't you and do it, that? And I'm like, okay. Right. I'm and, gonna... and it, and it fits so
1: well because, yeah. you know, we both talk about how, you know, I got super complacent and then God starts pricking your heart as a way to prick mine. And it's because now we're being obedient. Now we are doing our reasonable service, which is presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. And so I I think that's a really good segue. Uh, I would like to see and maybe some recent podcast. And so maybe some recent, recent, in some upcoming. Ha, ah, there you go. <laughs> and maybe the next few I would like to continue in Romans for a little bit. Okay. But uh, I would also like I think the next podcast something we could try to aim to do uh, is either we continue back in Romans or we actually do kind of short testimonies.
0: Yeah. Cuz we could do both. Right. I mean, we, yeah, it's we can specifically talking about how Romans is all about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> but, and that's, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, because especially you more so than me, cause I'm not as traveled in the mission field. Mm. Um, you've kind of got like two testimonies now. You kind of have the one from the, where you were founded in Christ and you were, you know, you found Christ and now you have one where,
0: you're now found in this mission field yeah. so i guess i guess you could put it that way it's more just like a continual thing to me (laughs) well i i have a bad tendency of seeing things seeing things as chapters yeah i I mean it would it would probably take a few episodes to touch on all of it so right right, right definitely probably should be like okay this is testimony this is uh god's calling or how yeah, you want yeah, to yeah, word yeah. it <laughs> so yeah that, that's not a bad idea too. I get what you mean though
1: so, and um, uh and I know at other times um <laughs> I know at other times we'll have other people on here too that yeah, definitely. They'll, they'll have other things saying. eventually uh talking about those other two people uh Garrett and Austin yeah those are two very very dear friends of ours and they both have a wealth of Experience and knowledge that I think can really
0: make for good, yeah, and uh you know we talked about Trent and yeah. um, you know uh I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe even we could even maybe just get like me and Trent and Kimberly all three in here and talk about the trip one day or something
1: that would be awesome, yeah. oh, and uh, yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, if there was another young person, I would throw them in too, But I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, and it's not just about trips out of the country. Yeah, it, yeah. it can be trips just within the state. You know, because I could drag Garrett and Katie in here one day and train and through. talk about center shot because I can. I could probably say a lot of things that they can, but they know that ministry so much better than I do. Yeah, and they yeah. both have a calling currently to.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Need to invest in some new mic uh, some more microphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but all, all right. Um how do we want to close this up?
1: Uh, uh, I think just uh some final words is just uh keep tuned in and these will be coming out once a week once every
0: other week maybe you know yeah maybe it, it may be multiple a month and maybe once a month whatever we haven't really set a schedule on it yeah. yet but uh we do appreciate you listening um and tuning into this one hopefully you got something that you could you know uh, apply to your life or relate to or mm-hmm. however and uh, hopefully it was yeah, i guess in some ways entertaining if if not uh, if not if it didn't teach you something at least it was entertaining i guess right uh, something good to listen to rather than all the junk that's out there um <laughs> but yeah uh, so yeah so this has been the truth cast and again i'm adam hayden and i've got nick, nick. thomas yep. who uh is the founder <laughs> i i wouldn't call
1: myself a ceo yeah but it it <laughs> it was it was definitely inspired.
2: The pioneer. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: But, anyways, again, thank you uh, for listening and uh, join us next time. Yep.